When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're going to latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google, Pop- Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's our new Discord. You can find the link right here on the YouTube description, also on the podcast description, and at the very top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. We've added a new channel today. Podcast discussion where we'll post the podcast of the day and let you guys all kind of jump in on it. We've also got a main thing heat chat, another NBA games chat. We've got a not hoops chat, a fantasy gambling chat. It's all on there on Discord. It's just two dollars and ninety nine cents per month. Also, check out Better Edge. That is our gambling partner. They are legal in the state of Florida and forty three other states. That's because you're betting against others who use it. You can find the line that you want. You're not betting against a bookie. And I can tell you, you can withdraw your money right away, which with a lot of these services, you can't do. So check it out at betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. And you get $20 immediately to play. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel and also on the Five Reasons Sports Network podcast feeds. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. And we've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Today's floor plan Talk about Jimmy Butler here. Jimmy's going to be missing another game, uh, this one because of a toe injury. He's going to be missing the game against uh, Phoenix Suns, which closes the Heat's five-game road trip. They're 2-2 two and two on this trip, which actually looks pretty good right now, considering the way that they looked against the Clippers to rebound against the Lakers. They got big performances from Hakez, Jovic, and Love. But again, Jimmy's not ready to play at this stage. And right now, as we speak, He's on pace to play 56 games. Now, he hasn't played the fewest games of the Heat's so-called, or I don't know, core three players, because that's Tyler Hero. But now, with Jimmy missing this game, Bam, who missed time, will actually have the most games played of the three of them so far this season. And again, the games that Jimmy is projected to play, this will be the least, if he keeps up this pace, that he's played in any regular season with the Heat. So what we wanted to do today 
on Jimmy Butler specifically, but on the team as a whole, is to look at whether this matters, right? And, and whether it matters in the context of a whole bunch of different things. Because when I tweeted out that Jimmy was going to miss the game, there's a bunch of people who are like, I don't care. As long as he shows up in the playoffs, it doesn't matter, right? But there's others who are concerned, and we should discuss these concerns, that that core three has finished and has started and finished only six games together this season. They've, they've started eight, but actually only finished six because Jimmy came out early in the first half and one, and Tyler Hero came out early in the first half of another. So only six. We're talking six games out of what are the Heat now? 34, 20, and 14 on the season. And really, they're there because of the performances of guys like Hakez, Love, right down the line, which has helped overcome not just the absences of Bam, Jimmy, and Tyler, but also the absence of Caleb Martin for a good portion of the season and the absence of Haywood Highsmith for a good portion of the season. So there are some that are concerned about that, the chemistry between the three of them. And there are others who are just concerned generally about someone who's making this kind of salary who's not playing a ton in the regular season when you're trying to play for seeding. And so the team maybe gets in a bigger hole than it has to, which causes him to have to dig out of that hole when they maybe might not have home court advantage in a first round series or certainly not a second round series or a third round series as we get to April through June. So I'll just ask you this before we get into the minutia of it, Alex, are you concerned about the time that Jimmy has missed this year? Um, I guess if you just ask about the the total time that he's like looking like he's going to miss just at this rate, uh, I, I'd say no, right? Because I think it's kind of at about where he's been throughout um, his heat tenure, even if it ends up being worse. I think what's more concerning is his play. Not that I think he's, you know, in full decline or anything like that. I'm not in panic mode, but I do think it's like if both things are happening, and all of a sudden he's just like not nearly as effective as he's been for the whole season, then I start to get a little bit concerned because I, I think like even though Jimmy has taken it easy, you know, um, throughout the season before, I think it's there's a difference between taking it easy and, you know, you're struggling because of injuries. And I, I think ever since last year, and, and others have pointed this out as well, ever since he he hurt his ankle in the playoffs, I feel like, uh, he's been a little bit more conservative about his his rim attacks, and the numbers reflect that. And then this year, he's this season he's been dealing with the the calf issue, right? And not to mention the you know the 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 knee stuff he's had throughout his heat tenure, throughout his NBA career. I mean, yeah, like I said, like the ankle stuff. I just think he he's he's looked different ever since, and I can completely understand why as somebody who still hasn't recovered from a bad ankle injury. Not to throw myself in there but just in general like what i'm saying is i it's one thing to play conservative and it's another thing where it's like okay this is affecting me so i think that's what i'm going to be monitoring throughout the season right is how much of it is him and his i guess effort versus um you know just is this where he's at now because like we've talked about it before we did a podcast about it i, I want to say a couple weeks back but like a lot of the stuff that was there is still there like he, his his steals percentage is so down from where it's been in the Heat tenure, and that's something that we we talked about plenty. You just that's somewhere that you see, you know, when he's locked in, and even throughout him taking it easy, quote unquote, throughout his Heat tenure, he's been elite at that. Right? That's it, he's doing about half of what he's done uh, throughout his Heat tenure as far as like uh, steals per per game and and steals per um, 
just steals percentage. But then you look at like the the rim attacks, that's also down as well. That's the stuff that starts uh, worrying me a little bit. And then funny enough, like shout out to dunksandthrees.com. You look at their defensive estimated plus minus stat. Um, this is his first negative year on the defensive end, according to that stat. He's never been a negative and is, is has been an overwhelming positive um, throughout his his career. So, like, a lot of the stats are just backing up what we're seeing. That He just hasn't been as effective. I don't think he's – like I said, he's not – I don't think he's in a full decline or anything. But that stuff, his play on the court worries me more than how much time he misses. I think, like, if, if he needs to – if he feels like he needs to miss time, and, and I know he was playing a little bit more when Tyler and Bam were out and doing having to do more than he maybe wants to, um, then I get it. I get it. Like, if he might just be nursing something right now. I'm glad that you brought that up about when he does play because I, I'm we're going to stay with when he doesn't play right now. But I, I think that that's a big part of the Heat fan psyche right now related to to him because he has had some performances that have just not been like him uh, in a Heat uniform. And I'm going to get into some of them specifically. But let, let me go through the number of games missed here throughout his heat tenure because it's a little skewed because some of these were shortened seasons right so the 1920 season he played 58 the team played 73 okay because that was the COVID break and all the rest so he missed 15 out of 73 the next season he missed 20 out of 72 okay because they played 72 when they came back from COVID so the season after that he missed 25 of 82 that was the 21-22 season last season he missed 18 of 82 and this season he's going to miss as of the sun's game he's going to miss 11 out of 35 so he is missing a higher percentage of games than those other games because even if people were like well no even if he plays 56 games he's played a you know a couple seasons that were close to that yes the 57 out of 82 but the 52 was again out of 72 the 58 was out of 73 so there were fewer games in those seasons. He was missing a smaller percentage. So he, he's missing more time this year, and it's more different kind of things. Some of those misses in previous years were for personal reasons, that they weren't injury-related. And so I, I do start to wonder, what you're getting into a little bit, is not as much decline, it's more wear and tear, that, again, when he was signed with Miami, I downplayed that because – Everybody was like, oh, Tibbs wore him out. Tibbs wore him out. And yes, there were a couple of minutes where he led the league in minutes per game. I think once he was first and once he was second. And yes, Tibbs rode him hard, okay? But also, there weren't a ton of deep playoff runs. And early in his career, he didn't play a ton. Like his first first season, he didn't play much at all. Second season, he didn't. He came into the league as an older player. We talk about Hawkins all the time. Um, so it's not like LeBron's wear and tear, where LeBron... <laughs> LeBron is a freak of nature, obviously, but LeBron was also playing. I mean, has played what into June? How many can say how many of his years in his career? So if you add in the playoff minutes, which to me are more grueling than regular season minutes, at least emotionally and mentally, like LeBron should have much more wear on him right now than Jimmy, especially because he's older than Jimmy. So I, I have always kind of downplayed it, but this year is the first time I have some concern. Okay. And it's because of what you're saying. It's because of how he's looked when he's played. It's not because of the time he's missed. It's because there have been certain games he's just looked disconnected. I mean, we talked about the Milwaukee game, the Boston game earlier in the year. Uh, the one recently where he came back, I don't know if he just didn't feel comfortable coming back off the calf, but he looked 
lifeless, honestly. Like, there were none of the game-turning plays. He was just kind of going through. He was doing cardio, essentially. And we're not used – it's one thing to say he's downshifting before the playoffs, and there's another thing to say that the, that the engine's turned off. And there have been some games this year where it looks like it's turned off, even some halves. The Indiana game where he went nuts in the first second half, he did nothing in that first half. We were kind of like, was he going to engage? And, and I, again, I don't think it's because he's a personality problem. I don't think it's any of the stuff that maybe has dogged him in other places or we've heard about. I, I just wonder if he's at this point with where his body is, he doesn't want to push it because he's afraid of hurting something. Is that fair? That's exactly what I think it is. And, and maybe that's, you know, some people might think that's naive, right? If you're somebody who thinks that, this is just the start of, of a declining player where, like, he's still very good. And, of course, Heat fans have seen this before, um, you know, specifically with Dwayne, right? You saw how, you know, like, I think, like, the perfect example that comes to mind when talking about this is, like, the, the, the last year that he was here before he left where he still had, you know, all-star performances in him throughout the season, but he wasn't the, the old Dwayne. I don't think Jimmy's at that level yet, but, like, that stuff happens, can happen gradually, and there's some – parallels there obviously not the same right like we know the context of of Wade's knee and how he had the meniscus procedure which you've touched on plenty to, um as far as how he had that removed in college all of that uh it's not the same but what I'm saying is you know it is fair to say hey maybe this is it's, it's fair to question that maybe this is just the beginning of a superstar in decline but it may be the 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 the, the glass half full like I almost screwed up another commonly used phrase there but the glass half full take is he's just taking it easy and and i know i keep saying that but it's like that's what it comes off as it's like he's showing up he's trying to do as much as he can to still affect the game but never really wants to take over and i feel like we have said that throughout the season throughout the years but i've never seen it to this level like he's had plenty of like stinkers throughout the years right like he's had bad games throughout the the years but as far as like consistent stretches where i'm just like okay jimmy's not really that engaged for constant stretches throughout the game like he's just kind of showing up and you know um it gives off some quiet quitting vibes and no i don't mean it in a way like he wants to leave i just mean it like um you know i i do think he is just going through it like he's going through the motions with his with his body and i think he's very much just trying to get to the end of the marathon and get to what really matters. That's what it feels like, right? It it does to a large degree. I, I'll say this. Um, w- when you look at it, it, this is one of those cases where the eye test and the stats match up. Like what we've seen and then how it's projected in the numbers. And the biggest number that I look at, and then on the other side of this break, I want to, and we we're, we're going to quickly get into two things, which is, one, can they win big with him this way? Okay. And the second question is can they extend him at this level at this financial level these are two big big questions okay because i think one ties into the other um but the thing when i watch him is to me the field goal percentage is a thing like we can talk about the specifics of the rim attacks and the rim percentages and all that but this is a guy who was shooting basically like 60 percent from the field after the all-star break last year okay like he was lebron level efficient from essentially all-star break until Josh Hart. <laughs> like you can re- I mean it's it's pretty clear. You like you can draw the line right there. His efficiency, his impact on the game changed there. 
And because he's the type, and I respect this about him, that he doesn't blame injuries, that he doesn't want to talk about them and all that, we'll never know the significance of some of the things that he's dealt with. And, and you know, I look at, you know, the wrist in Philadelphia. If you talk to people in Philly, they say that that was not handled properly and that that's always affected him and affected his three-point shooting since. He will not blame that for anything. You don't hear him do that, okay? It's the same as Darvin Ham coming out after a game where the Heat didn't have Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, and Hollywood Highsmith and saying that their Lakers role-player absences were more significant than that Whereas the coach on the other side, Eric Spolster, always says, we have enough, okay? Eric and Jimmy share that philosophy, okay? Which, again, I think Heat fans respect, but because of that, you never get to the bottom of anything. So I, I do want to get to this question after the break, though, Alex, because I, I want to – these two things real quick here, because we're going to do longer podcasts on both, but it ties into this topic because if he's just downshifting – and he, he's just trying to preserve his body, and he can pick it up in the playoffs again, I don't think most Heat fans will care. I think the Heat fans who go to, uh, around the country, like we have so – there's some Heat fans who are in Phoenix. They're like, oh, we're not going to get to see Jimmy. I saw some of that on Twitter tonight. That obviously is always going to be a thing. But I don't think that the majority of Heat fans will care if they get the Jimmy Butler from the playoffs last year prior to the Josh Hart injury. But if they're going to get the Jimmy that we've seen since then – then I think some questions are going to be raised at that point. I do want to mention a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at Water Cleanup in Florida. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com, your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop. Michael Robert and his team, they're going to take care of you from beginning to end. They can do the preventative maintenance for you as well. If you don't trust the insurance companies, which probably you should, make sure you get the work done at your home or business beforehand. But if something happens, they can do everything for you after the fact as well. They'll do the damage assessment, and again, their certified technicians will inspect, test, and evaluate and give you the documentation that you need. So check them out at Water Cleanup of Florida, Basin Book Raton. They service the entire Tri-County area, WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up. Who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks half of what you pay for other big brands also i would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollar trial set for just three bucks again don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, two questions here, Alex. And again, we're not going to devote a ton of time because I want to de- dig into these deeper. But one, this level of Jimmy Butler that we've seen with, let's say, a little bit more of a spike because he's obviously going to turn on an intensity level in the playoffs that we haven't seen yet. Uh, with this team, now what you have Jaime Hawkins, now that you've got you know Kevin Love playing at a pretty high level, some of what we've seen, again, not factoring in a trade, but what we have now. Can they win the East like they did last year with Jimmy playing like a very good player, but not like the elite superstar we saw for the first month of the playoffs last year? Mm, I'm going to go ahead and my and, and say a quick no. I think that's my instant reaction. Um, it, it just it, I, it feels very skeptical, right? Like I like. I feel, excuse me, I feel very skeptical that if he really is just like a little bit worse than he has been, and it's just like, you know, he's a tier below, right? He's a tier lower than than you've thought of him in the past as a playoff player where he can't just flip a switch and turn into, you know, a top seven, top five type of player impact wise on any given night. I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical because I think that's been a big, big blueprint of how they've gotten there in the past, especially in the recent past, because you don't, I mean, you know, the first season you had Goron who, who helped with that. And not that he was like averaging 30 for you and carrying your offense, but he was such a huge help because he had so many big games. And because he was a steady, um, a, a steady scorer and playmaker for them as a number three guy, I think there's obviously questions about Tyler um, being that guy for you in the playoffs, because we haven't seen it. And then at the same time, you have the role stuff going on where Tyler and Bam are like, playing uh, as these like 1A and 1B scoring roles that they've never really been in for a full year. Things still feel like they're, they're being molded there. We don't know if they're going, if like everything is going into the right, in, in the right direction there. And then at the same time, like, I don't know how I feel about the rest of them being enough if Jimmy is not going to be Jimmy. And so if you're saying like, oh, I don't know, Jimmy's 5% worse than he has been in the past. I think that might be enough. Right. But it, like it, it, you said, it like a tier below. Right. That's kind of like the implication there. And I don't think that's enough for them. I, I think like if if he's the Jimmy Butler that people how about this, the, the Jimmy Butler that people thought he was when he first got to the heat. I don't think that's enough. Like, I think him playing to the level that he was when he was a Chicago Bull or a Minnesota Timberwolves, like even as, as a Sixer, I don't think that's enough for them. I think like the 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 formula, the blueprint of this build that I've uh, this season that I've been a fan of is like. Okay, with the reemergence and all aroundness of Duncan and him being back into, you know, what they do, you have Hakez, you have more size with the wings. All of that sounds really good, but I feel like it just it falls apart if Jimmy can't be Jimmy. So I don't need like I think they have a roster where he doesn't need to go and give you 40 every night if they're healthy in the playoffs, obviously, because that would mean Tyler is there. But of course, because of the other guys I've mentioned. If he if he is struggling, if he is having more of those games where it's like, 
okay, what are you getting out of Jimmy? I'm, I'm very, very skeptical. And they're going to end up looking like the team that I think people have thought they, they were supposed to be uh, when he first got here, where it's just like a mediocre team. I think they could get closer to that, even though I'm a fan of this roster. But it can't have like Jimmy having a sudden big decline just ends all like the optimism for me. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'll, I'll put it uh, like this. I, I think that this build could get there, but I don't think they'd be there this year. So I, I think that ultimately, and this again plays into a contract you're going to give Jimmy going forward. Um, but I think ultimately if Jimmy, you know, becomes their second or third guy who can be their first guy on a given night, if their other guys have developed to that point and they add more reinforcements, I think it's possible. But what they have right now, as much as you and I are both fans of this build, and I believe this roster, and I said it from the very beginning, was better than last year's. And I think we've seen that play out. The fact that they are 20 and 14 when they've had their top three together for six full games. They have okay? as many wins as starting lineups. Right. It's insane. Okay. So, and, and the Spo deserves enormous credit for that. And so do the players who've obviously contributed to it. Um, and you mentioned Duncan, who I should have mentioned uh, for sure as, as a centerpiece of that. But look, in the Eastern Conference this year, there are legitimate stars on Boston and Milwaukee. Okay. And Philadelphia for that matter. And if you're going to get past those three teams, Jimmy Butler has to play at their level. He has to, like he has to play at that level on it. And, and here's the thing last year he was, he was, he played at Giannis's level, right. Uh, in that, in that series. And, and look, it with Tatum. He was playing at Tatum's level. He just wasn't, he couldn't elevate above him because of he wasn't quite right by that point. But he has to be, he can't be even at Jalen Brown's level. He has to be at Tatum's level. He can't be at Maxie's level. He's got to shoot. Level. He's got to shoot better than 54% at the shoot, rim. He's gotta, he, he has to impact the game consistently as he has done for the most part in his heat career. And now that you've got Dame there and look, Milwaukee is seriously flawed. And I think Windhorse was on, ESPN this morning talking about their defense and we talked about it and the heat believed that Milwaukee, I can tell you top level heat officials, and maybe not all of them, but some believe Milwaukee went backwards this off season because, and it wasn't just spite over Dame. It was because they had such, they have such high regard for Drew holiday and what he provided. We've seen Brooke Lopez has taken a step back defensively too, but one quick thing, ultimately in a playoff series though, ultimately you can't have Giannis and Dame playing at an extremely high level. Okay, together, especially with shortened rotations where these guys are going to play more minutes and having Jimmy be pretty good. You can't because I don't know that Bam and Tyler are ready to take the mantle. And I don't think obviously Hawkins can be expected to do that at this point. Certainly not Duncan. And so you're at a stage now where the other problem is that as long as Jimmy's out there. Bam and Tyler are going to defer at times to him to do things. And or Jimmy is just going to take the reins himself, as we've seen him do at the end of games this year, even when he was not the most effective player on the floor for the first three quarters. And so as long as he's there and expected to be in that position, he has to deliver yep. in that position at that kind of level. Ethan, one more thing before we close, because I know we got to go here. Um, the other thing that uh, might seem a little bit paranoid, right, to say, but it's just to me objectively true is these Celtics and Bucks teams, right, for however you feel about them, because obviously the Heat have um, gone past them before, even even if it's a different iteration, different teams for both sides. Even if you don't, even if you're not afraid of those teams as a Heat fan, those teams, both of them, 
have like depth concerns. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of them like made some sort of, you know, depth trade by the deadline where they're not adding like a game changer, but like they add one or two rotation pieces. And all of a sudden it just makes them that much stronger because I feel like both of them have those types of teams where it's like, you know, yes, they're, they're very uh, top heavy, but you don't love the depth. And I feel like those two teams have shown you in the recent past that they're willing to make those types of moves. And now I think that would make people feel even worse. Then you talk about like what Jimmy can or can't play at, at, at what level he, he sh- like they can get away with him playing at. I don't know. What I do know is he cannot be shooting 54% at the rim. It's insane. Like I was looking at his uh, rim, per- uh, his uh, rim percentage throughout his career and 10 out of 13 seasons, it's been 60 or higher. And he's at 54, which is the second lowest um, only behind his rookie season. And then, like I said before, the rim attempts are down uh, marginally as well by a couple per game or a couple per 75 possessions. Is this the sign of a, the beginning of a decline? Or is it, like you said earlier, is this just a guy who is really just trying to make it to the finish line? It may be a little of both. I mean, again, we'll be able to evaluate that later. But his numbers do look like it does look like the top of a decline. It's just with him, he's such a troll. And he has been dealing with some injuries that you just don't know. But I think if you if you just empirically look at it, yes, it, it is. I, I mean, there's no there's no question that that's what the stats are starting to say. You mentioned shooting 54% from the rim. He shot 60% overall from the field after the All-Star break, including his jumpers, including everything. So for him to be at that level... Um, you know, again, it's one thing with LeBron, there's certain things he can't do that he used to do, and he's not trying to score at that kind of prolific rate. And LeBron's one of one, okay, so it's difficult to compare anybody to him. But I, I haven't seen the efficiency drop off consistently with LeBron, or it didn't at age 34 the way it is with Jimmy. So it is a little bit it's a little bit concerning, the efficiency part of it. The last part of this, and again, we're gonna say, save this for future podcasts, but I'll just I'll just jump in on this at the close. The Heat are going to want to take care of Jimmy Butler as long as he wants to play for everything that he's given to the franchise because he rescued them from the dead, okay? There's no question. I mean, look, it was Hassan Whiteside, James Johnson, and Deion Waiters, okay? They needed a guy who was going to come here and essentially kind of force his way here. We know what happened with Dame, but Jimmy, they got it done. It took two two different tries because they didn't get it done in Minnesota, but they got it done after he went to Philadelphia. He came, and as you said, he's exceeded the expectations. We thought he was – a very good player. Pat called him a top 10 player in the league, and I don't know that we necessarily agreed with that. Okay, But with the way Spo is using the way that Jimmy has developed as a player here and what he's given to the organization, he has been a top 10 player when it's mattered Okay, since he's been here. All right, So for that, you want to reward it. And the Heat will want to reward because they didn't reward Dwayne in 16, and we saw how that played out. And you don't want to go down that road again. But if the numbers keep declining, it's going to start to become more of a conversation as you go forward. I don't think Jimmy doesn't want to go anywhere. I know that anybody you talk to around and talks about how much he reveres, especially Spo, but but also Pat, okay, and the organization. He wants to be here. They want him to retire with them, but the numbers are going to get huge. And then it becomes a weird deal if he's missing 30 games a season and you get to the playoffs and you don't know if you have any rhythm and he can't save you or he can't be one of your top one or two guys consistently in a playoff series and you start and you're paying north of 50 million dollars for that and i think that's where i i think 
I want to see in the second half of this season. Right now, okay, up to the All-Star break, can he come close to replicating after the All-Star break what he did after the All-Star break last year? Can he ramp up going into the playoffs? Because when he went into playoffs, can he be what it was what he was before the All Star break? I'm saying no. I don't think it's going to happen before the All Star break this year. I don't, especially with everything he's dealing with right now. I'm saying, can he be that the level that he was at before the All Star break last year? Well, let's see. Let's see. He's got to be at least that, but more. I'm just saying, like you can't win a championship, okay, without an A one. You can't. And for those who question whether Jimmy can be an A1, he's been an A1, okay? But you can't. You you don't win titles that way. Look, the the Detroit Pistons of 04 or whatever were an anomaly. They were always going to be an anomaly or two, just like Trent Dilfer won a, won a, and Jeff Hostetler won Super Bowls as quarterbacks. But it is not the way to win, okay? Jokic is the way to win, all right? Embiid hasn't proven it yet, but you would think so, right? Giannis... Yes, he did it in a fluky year, but LeBron, yes, okay, when he's at a peak level. Tatum, we'll see. He hasn't gotten him over the finish line. Curry, yes. It's a very short list, okay? Kobe was. Shaq was. Okay, Dwayne was in various uh, circumstances. Duncan certainly was. You need that kind of guy. There's only so many who've won championships as the number one guy. And Jimmy can do that if he's playing at the level that we've seen him play in past postseasons. But if you just watched him, when he's been out there, and you mention it to the first 24 that he's played, you wouldn't think of him as that kind of player. So I, I just think we need to see – doesn't need to be every night, but I think you need to see more flashes of it than we've seen so far this season. That's all. I think to make everybody feel better about it. All right, Alex, thank you. Thanks to our sponsors, Better Edge. Use code 5RSN, Water Cleanup. Again, reach out to them at WCUFL.com. And, of course, sign up for Off the Floor. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.